the Independence Exeter City podcast. This is Grecian Talk with Paul Martin and Paul Sussex. Welcome along to another episode of Grecian Talk. No Ollie this week, unfortunately, so uh, I'll be in the chair. But I am joined by Mark Briggs and Paul Sussex, who will go by the name of Hans, of course, for the show. This week we're going to talk about an excellent away win yesterday, 3-0 at Morecambe, as the brilliant form on the road continues. We'll talk about the injury to Alan Gow, which was picked up during the week, meant he missed yesterday's game, and we'll speculate about how big a blow that will be to our promotion hopes. We'll do our usual League 2 roundup, talking about teams at both the top and the bottom of the league as it starts to take its shape with 15 games to go as we enter the vital run into the season, to the end of the season. And we'll talk about the upcoming Friday night game at home to Accrington Stanley and uh, the, good, the good and the bad bits of Friday night football and predictions for that game. So then, we start the only place that we can start. It was at the Globe Arena yesterday, and it finished Morecambe 0, Exeter City 3. And uh, Mark, that's 10 away wins in the season now. It's a new club record, an excellent achievement, so congratulations to the team and the staff for engineering this away run. And Mark, it's a world away from the away performances of last season. Yeah, only two away wins last season, so a massive improvement. And we've still got a lot of games to go. Um, so, uh, yeah, and also I noticed recently we've um, got more points overall than last year um, already. So that's a, a, a big achievement and uh, a big. Uh, it shows that we've done well um, to put, get the right signings in over the summer. Um, and of course, January we've got our extra two in as well. So um, yeah, it's good to hear. That, uh, good to see that we're doing. Uh, we've reacted well to the relegation, um, and. I know I need to go to more away games, but the team we have seems like it's built for that sort of counter-attacking football. Um, and it's exciting to think that if the majority stay in the summer, we could uh, see some more upsets away next season. So, um, And also, I know we're going to talk about uh, them later, but winning 3-0 without Gal, Oakley and Circum is a major credit to the guys that played yesterday. Yeah, excellent indeed. And... Uh... Hans, you were there yesterday, so what were your thoughts on the game itself and which players in particular stood out for you yesterday? Right, yesterday was um absolutely superb day out. Uh, yet again, I think that might be my six away win this season. Um, thoroughly enjoyed them all. It's a long day, starting very, very early in the morning and getting home very, very late. Um, normally we have a great day out, um, not ruined by, you know, but ruined by 90 minutes of football and that's just not happening this season. Um, incidentally, I got to meet one of our, um, uh, Christian Talk fans, Mark Wakeley at Lancaster Station uh, yesterday morning, so that's all good. As to the game, um, the first half was um, not overly brilliant. It's kind of typical first-half performance from Exeter. Um, frustrate the uh, opposition, let them you know do whatever they want to do and uh, let them try everything and anything to uh, get through um, and um, take over the game. Um, so 0-0 at half-time. And the second half, you've probably seen it on the football highlight show, um, was Ellison for um, Morecambe, you know, as um, superb passing through the middle of the uh, park. Um, he was left on his own, only uh, Kryzak to beat. He, um, he uh, 
you know, took the ball round Kryzak. Kryzak was big, you know, did as much as possible, but, you know, we thought inevitably there'd be a goal and somehow he managed to um, put that into the uh, stand behind the goal. I've no idea how he managed to miss, but he did, but thank goodness he did because from there on in, um, we took control of the game. Mark Mosley was uh, magnificent. Um, it was a real terrier. This was not the uh, the cleanest and nicest of games, and uh, for once, um, City weren't intimidated, and they gave as uh, good as they were uh, given. Uh, Mark Mosley, in particular, um, fought <laughs> with uh, the opposition players. There was a, a moment in the uh, second half when he was going down the left wing. The uh, defender was biting out his ankles and uh, elbows, uh, you know, into Mark's uh, sides. But Mark came away with the um, with the ball and left the player behind and um, it brings something quite incredible to our game when he's on his uh, top of his performance he was my man of the match ahead of Tommy Doherty Tommy Doherty superb ball through for uh, Curitan's uh, first goal and then Mark Mosley was involved for the second goal um, setting up uh, the ball for Aaron Davis to um, put into the net and then um, you know with the final whistle due uh, Mark Mosley played a 1-2 in the box with uh, Curitan I thought the chance had gone because uh, Curitan was in uh, a really poor position but um, of course with Curitan uh, that doesn't really matter because um you know, he found the back of the net with a curling shot. Um, you need to see Grecian Greg's um, YouTube video of that. It covers it far better than the uh, the BBC did. We um, standout players. Uh, Kryzak had a really good game. Um, you know, there's a superb save towards the end, um, or midway through the second half where uh, the ball took a couple of deflections, but he was still able to get down and um, make sure it went round the post. Um, Baldwin and uh, Coles had good performances, exactly as was needed at the back. Uh, Kevin and Manqua and Big Kev just seems to be able to motor down that wing, passing players um, and getting the ball into the danger areas. Um, Tommy Doherty, you know, superb. Excellent performance, plenty of work rate. Aaron Davis, surprisingly, had a good game as well. And um, Curitan, obviously, with his brace, um, it was nice to see him back on the uh, goal-scoring um, trail again. Um, Jimmy Keohain, um lacks a bit of an experience. There's a couple of times he made um, the wrong decisions, but um, if you saw what he looked like when he went off um, the first half, blood streaming down the side of his uh, face, um, it was good to see him come back, uh, all stitched up and vaselined up. Uh, he put in a good performance. Um, I think next season he will come of age and he'll be a superb addition to the uh, to the team. Uh, who have I missed? I think that's basically it in terms of uh, the players. It was a good all-round team performance. Um, it was excellent to uh, to have witnessed. Okay, excellent and. Um um, yeah, sounds like a fantastic day out. And you did mention Aaron Davis there. I was intrigued to read on Exo yesterday about something that happened at the end of the game to do with Steve Perryman coming over with Davis towards the away end, away end and almost sort of sticking up for him as if he knows that there's been some critics of Aaron Davis this season. What exactly happened with that? We were surprised because uh, you know the team, as uh, tradition, came over for their um, you know to applaud the away fans and for us to uh, applaud them, and then um, Perryman appeared with Aaron Davis. I mean, Aaron Davis has had a fair amount of criticism on X Web. Some of it fair, some of it 
harsh. Um, so I think that was the point that Steve Perriman was uh, making to um, the away fans. So I don't, to be fair, I don't think really um, to away fans it needs to be made. I think the away fans are generally more appreciative of our players and uh, not quite so critical of the players as um, the normal home fans. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting, interesting end to um, the the game to see all of that. Um, what was more interesting was um, Ellison was um, in the centre of the pitch wanting to punch any Exeter player he could get his hands on but I think he was specifically after um, Arter presumably Arter um, was taking the mickey out of him for his uh, dreadful miss um, earlier in the second half but um, yeah he had to be kept away and dragged away in the end uh, off the pitch by his own players yeah, Ellison was a bit of a thug on the opening day of the season. I remember that when Morecambe played down here. He was really snapping away at the extra players that day. He's got a bit of a temper on him, I think, Kevin Ellison. Um, but good to get one over him and his teammates yesterday, of course. And, uh, Mark, it's nice to exact some revenge after the 3-0 home defeat against Morecambe on the opening day. Do you think the two Morecambe games sum up our season in terms of us being poor at home but great on the road? Yeah, very much so. Uh, but yesterday, as soon as it was 2-0, uh, even though it sounded like we went into sort of defence mode, um, I think everyone just knew we were going to get that third goal. Um, but the Morecambe chances they had in the game, um, from what from what I hear and what I've seen on the TV, um, could have completely changed the game. But uh, we did well, we hung in there, and then obviously got the three goals that were vitally important. Um, but as you say, Paul, these two fixtures very much sum up our season, and I know we we say it too many times on the show, but we need to find that formula that works home and away and gets us wins both ways. Yeah, we do, and I think it's, it comes back to the point you mentioned earlier, Mark, about the way that the team's set up uh, to counter-attack, really. It works away from home, but at home, when the onus is on the home side to go and attack games, Exeter don't really seem to have that in them. They seem to like to wait for other teams to make their moves before uh, going on the attack themselves, which obviously is a winning formula away, but isn't so successful at home. So we'll have to see if they adapt the tactics to bear that in mind towards the end of the season to try and pick up the home form. And Mark, we'll stick with you to talk about Jamie Curriton. Fantastic to see him back in the goals yesterday. And uh, now the uncertainty about a move away in January is over. Uh, do you think we can expect him to carry on rattling in the goals? Because he's got 18 now. What do you think would be a realistic target for him to achieve this season? Um, a realistic target? Well, Tom Pope's on 25 now, so possibly trying to match that at the moment. Uh there's, there's still quite a lot of games that he can score goals in, um, especially away from home. It seems to be um, he does well there as well. Um, but yeah, um, he's been. Yeah, we were glad we didn't see him leave, and I, th- I know he's disappointed on his 700th appearance that um, he couldn't get a goal. And of course, he was on the bench as well. Some more from him, and he'll play a part in us trying to achieve promotion this season. Yeah, and uh, someone else who was playing a part in us trying to achieve promotion was Alan Gow. He's picked up an injury, and uh, he was missing from the side yesterday, Hans. The result suggests we coped okay without him, but something I was wondering, perhaps harshly, is it perhaps more of a team effort without Alan Gow there? Because despite his obvious talent, he can sometimes be a bit selfish on the ball. Um, I think undoubtedly he will be missed over the next uh, couple of months. <clears throat> he does have something quite special about him. Um, I think Mark Mosley is probably going to be our key player in the middle of the field now in terms of getting that ball forward. Um, 
Mark doesn't really hang about. He, um, which I think, Kira, I'm sorry, um, Gao, a bit like Harley at times, um, can slow, or David Noble perhaps might be a better um, comparison, can slow the game down a bit where he gets involved in uh, some trickery or, or quite often just surrounded by three opposition players and he's got no way out. Um, Mark doesn't play that way. He's got the ball and he's always looking to go forward. So possibly, um, you know, that will work to our benefit in that um, we will be a bit uh, quicker on attack. Um, but if, when Gary returns from uh, fitness, I would expect to see him uh, start again. I think he's just too key with his uh, skills and his vision. And Gow and uh, Curitan work superbly together. And, um, you know, with Gow setting up Curitan. Yeah, they are a deadly duo up front for the Grecians and have been this season. And Mark... Uh, we're unsure as to how long he's going to be out for. I saw unconfirmed rumours on X-Web ranging from a couple of weeks to being out for the season. But how big a blow to our promotion hopes would a long-term injury to Alan Gal be? Or is he not as indispensable as some people perhaps make out? Some games I think that we really need him. We need his um, creativity to where we're, we're down in the game or we need that inspiration to get a goal. And his um, tricks or um, his inf- his play really helps the team uh, but there's other games like probably the example yesterday where we just literally need to have a player that passes the ball and um, creates chances by well just um, well playing playing simply and keeping it uh, keeping it on the floor and keeping it simple and just playing the, probably the traditional English way but um, it would be um, disappointing to see him if he was out for the rest of the season um, because I think there's, there will be games that we would miss him this season. Yeah, certainly his ability to create something out of nothing is what makes him, I think, a real key part of the team. And uh, we hope he's back uh, fairly soon to help this uh, promotion challenge which the Grecians are putting together. So, uh, yes, excellent. After the win yesterday, Exeter weren't the only victors in League 2, of course, yesterday. Burton were another team who won as we enter our League 2 round-up and Burton have been quietly putting together a good run of form and now find themselves in third, one place above Exeter City. And uh, Mark, are Burton realistic challenges Challenges at the top of the table? Um, well, when we saw them earlier in the season, it's one of the only teams we've beaten at home and we beat them 3-0. Um, they didn't look spectacularly good on that day, but obviously they've, like you say, they've been putting together a good run of form so Burton uh, definitely a danger to us I'm not sure if they can carry on this run um, for the rest of the season but it will definitely be interesting to see um, Rotherham yesterday they're still a threat to us as well um, but it's good to see them losing another game I know they've still got two games in hand on us and can catch us up quite easily but um, it's it's a tough one Burton uh, they could be like us and they could be a well sort of surprise package and um, get themselves probably playoffs would be a very good uh, achievement for Burton, considering um, I imagine they've got quite a small squad and a small budget as well. Yeah, so like you say, when we saw Burton play at St James Park in early September, I wasn't expecting them to be up and around the automatic promotion spots from that day's performance, but they've picked themselves up and they've gone on a good run. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how. They, whether they can keep that run going till the end of the season. And uh, at the other end of the table, it was Aldershot 1, Plymouth Argyle 2. So a vital win for Argyle, which could, hence, give them the boost to go on and stay in the division. But as for Aldershot, they are now in the bottom two, and these are tough times at the wreck. 
Um, utterly disastrous result for Old Shot um, yesterday. They really needed to uh, move on from um, the Exeter nil nil last Saturday and use that as a platform for. Um, you know, getting away from the bottom of the table. It's all very tight. I'm not sure whether it's five teams or six teams. Depends on whether you consider Bristol Rovers are now working their way out of it. Um, I think John Sheridan is um, probably starting to work his wonders at Plymouth. They've had a lot of new players. That doesn't always work because you've got to get the new players to uh, blend in and work together and form a team. Um, perhaps after yesterday's results, that could be considered uh, to have happened. But there again, Old Shot are a lowly team like us. Uh, struggled to um, put in really good performances at home. Um, and of course, Old Shot doesn't have the away record um, to um, to be anywhere up the table. Um, I've still got a huge amount of respect for Dean Holdsworth as their manager. And I think it'd be a huge disappointment if they do dismiss him. Um, I, you know, he's struggling, I think, on a, a very small budget. Um, you know, and he hasn't got the players that perhaps he needs to. I mean, I'm wondering whether they might go to the loan market to help themselves out, but of course, um, I think they might struggle to pay the wages of any uh, loan player. Um, I don't think Old Shot will go down. Um, I think that's probably going to be um, Barnet, one other, maybe uh, AFC Wimbledon again. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and uh, staying at the bottom of League Two yesterday was. Barnet nil, Port Vale nil. A good draw actually for Barnet at home to high flying Port Vale. And uh, AFC Wimbledon went down to a 2 0 defeat at Chesterfield. So both Barnet and Wimbledon embroiled in the scrap of the bottom of the table, along with, of course, several other clubs. Mark, who do you think will be the two teams to get relegated this season? Well, looking at the league now, um, it's Wimbledon who are in the biggest trouble at the moment. And um, uh, we've still got to play them for the second time. When we played them um, on that Tuesday night, they look an awful team. Um, so I think they're going to be finishing bottom and I think they're going to be the ones that um, drop like a stone now. At, well, stay at the bottom and just um, they won't be able to, they won't mount a push to get back up the table. Um, the other t- the 23rd place could go to any of those teams, Bristol, Plymouth, Atkinson, Barnet or Aldershot. I think Bristol and Plymouth are doing very well, as Hans just said, under their new managers and uh, they've got bigger budgets than the other teams. So, um, and they're bigger clubs as well, so they attract more players, I suppose. But yeah, Atkinson, Barnet, and Aldershot. Um, it'd be interesting to see um, which one of those goes down. Of course, we played um, both uh, Aldershot and Barnet, but Atkinson we got to play on a Friday night. So uh, what they come to bring to St James's Park, we'll uh, have to see. Yeah, and that links us nicely on to preview the Friday night game between Exeter and Accrington. And uh, so, enhanced Friday night football at the park. We talked about it earlier on in the season, but now it is finally upon us. Is it a good or a bad move, in your view, to be playing this match on Friday night? And uh, how do you think it will affect the crowd? Um, personally, I think it's a, that's a disaster, um, playing on a Friday night. It's just not convenient for um, people who live outside of Exeter um, and who don't have their own transport. I mean, that's hear a lot about um, uh, people who play on Saturday will be able to go on a Friday night. I'm not sure that um, many of those actually turn up on a, a Tuesday night. I think the um, the uh, attendance will be down, probably under 3,500. Um, however, I do like night games. There's something about the atmosphere and whatever. And I think despite saying twice so far this season, I'm not going to sit for inside uh, St James's Park again. Um, I might be there on Friday night if I can find a cheap hotel. Well, um, I'm sure 
the recent home performances would be enough to put anyone off, really, so it would be admirable commitment. Hans, have you made it in from Aldershot for that one? But, um, Mark, after our struggles in the 0-0 draw against Aldershot last time out at St James Park, we welcome another side battling for their lives at the wrong end of the table. Do you think we'll fare better this time round, or do you reckon our home woes will continue? Well, it's vital that we perform better this time round. Um, these running games in February uh games we need to win, really. Um, and we need to sort our home form out. And the team, I think they seem to be more confident away. And um, we need to, we need the players to be confident at home and going into a game thinking they're, they're going to win the game, not um, worried about putting out a bad performance um, and getting more slack from the fans. So um, it will be a real interesting game. I think games like these um, can turn your season around. Uh, or change which direction it's going to go. So um, if we win, um, it could start a good home um, run of form for us. But if we lose, it's just going to continue. And I think we'll be around where we are at the end, of, um, come the end of the season. Yeah, and uh, like I say, I think it could... But another ball draw or even a defeat could fuel yet more discontent from the home fans, I think, at St James Park. And uh, But a win would be excellent to at least try and boost the home form. We thought we'd cracked it with that win against Southend about a month or so ago, but we returned to our poor ways against Torquay and Aldershot, so hopefully we can repair the damage and get a win against Accrington. We'll get some predictions in now, starting with you, Hans, for Friday night's game against Accrington. Oh, it's a hard one. I mean, because it's at home, I so want us to win and uh, therefore predict a win. I'm going to go 1-1, extra late equaliser. And uh, what about you, Mark? Uh, Yeah, Hans would probably be right with something like that. Uh, But I'm going to go for a 1-0 win, and I really want to see us win at home. Um, We desperately need it uh, for just the players and for the fans and for our overall league position um, so I'm going to go for a 1-0 Yeah I too am going to be optimistic on uh, they can take the confidence from yesterday's excellent win into Friday night and uh, I can see it a bit like the AFC Wimbledon game, a 2-0 home win and because uh, Accrington of course down there uh, probably I imagine won't be up to much and uh, hopefully Exeter will have enough to get past them and I'm going to back them for a 2-0 victory so uh, we'll, we'll wait and see how that one goes and uh, if you are going to be at the park on Friday night we hope it, that you enjoy yourself and uh, we'll wait, wait with interest the crowd figures and see if that experiment with the Friday night will come off successfully and uh, we'll have all the reaction from that game on next week's show and uh, so uh, we hope you can join us then for yet more Grecian Talk